Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Empowered to Thrive. I'm your host, Kareen Powell, and I'm the owner of Change Radically. In this space, we'll talk all things inner wellness, and parenting will certainly come up too. Because I'm a mom to four kids, so parenting is a huge part of my life. This space is designed for safety. Your inner child is welcome. Your past self is invited to listen as well. And no matter what type of day you're having, I want you to know I'm glad to be with you. I live out of vulnerability and transparency. So come and be. Be yourself. Be messy. Invite a friend and please stay a while. Keep coming back. I want you around. Now, let's jump into today's episode. I am honored and excited to have Rachel Brooks back on the show with me. If you didn't get to hear the episode the last time Rachel was on, I am going to mention that at the end and it's worth taking time to listen to. But before we jump into it all, let me introduce you to Rachel. Rachel Brooks is an award-winning author, an entrepreneur, and a podcast host. She's a leading voice in women's empowerment. Through her work, she guides women on a transformative journey of self-discovery, helping them break free from limiting beliefs, cultivate self-love, and embrace their authentic selves. Rachel's commitment to empowering women stems from her own remarkable journey of self-transformation, overcoming self-doubt and perfectionism. That's what we talked about the last time we chatted. Her inspiring story is beautifully captured in her book, Chasing Perfection, A Journey to Healing fitness, and self-love, which resonates with women worldwide. As the founder of The Confident Woman, a lifestyle and media brand, The Confident Woman Collective, a supportive community for women, and I Am Athletics, an apparel brand that empowers women to own who they truly are, Rachel has created a thriving ecosystem where women connect, uplift, and inspire each other to become their best and most confident selves. Through her journey, she has inspired and empowered women to live a life full of passion, freedom, and purpose. And we are going to be talking about this today. You are going to feel the collective release as we sit and talk together about how things are not always going to feel easy. Things are not always going to be high vibe. And yet, we are in it together. So let's get to it. Rachel, I am so glad to have you here again. Thanks for being with us. Oh, as far as redefining who we are, um, what does that mean to you? I think for me, it's giving the opportunity to have a clean slate to create something new. It's like the a, a blank canvas, a blank page, right? So it's an opportunity for us to really dive deep and explore kind of the intricacies of who we are. And that I believe is a gateway to open up for reinvention, uh, rediscovery and a reconnection with oneself. Yeah. Yeah. I love the, uh, the picture of the, the clean slate um, mm-hmm. because I, I, as you said that I immediately thought in that we're, we're totally removing what society, our parental figures, all the different people and voices in our life, what they've said of us, we're actually like discovering it. And 
I could feel the exhale, as you said, like just that clean slate. Mm, yes. Yeah, exactly. And I think it, it's funny that you can feel that because I think we're all kind of feeling some sort of change stirring up in inside of us. Um, and it, it's sometimes that that feeling, it could feel like this tension or resistance. And mm. the more we continue to push through it, we're not really addressing what it is. And sometimes it's that soul's calling of like, listen, things, we need to change things up a bit. What does that look like? What does that feel like? What could be possible? So instead of us as just like drivers to plow through what we feel, it's acknowledging it and accepting where we're at today so we can create something different in the future. Mm. Yeah, the acceptance Mm -hmm. is it feels like counterintuitive to accept when you're like, oh, but I want to be, <laughs> I want to become something different. I want to change things. But truly you're right. Like that acceptance is the pathway to being able to then rediscover because it, I feel like it's lately I've been focused on the topic of grief and just feeling actually like there's, you know, the collective grieving going on and with grief, we, we have to be able to be willing to go through the grieving process in order to come out of it and not be like all better, but to be able to actually like fall into the place that's next because grief is a part of living. And yet without being willing to go through it, we get stuck and then we kind of forever stay in that place. So I think the acceptance is, is like that way to move through. Mm, I couldn't agree more. And I love that you brought up grief. And I think that that's a big part of our identity change is that mm. there's this grief, this grieving process as we mourn the loss of who and what we once were mm. as the shedding season. So it, I think the way I see that as well is like we're in this constant healing journey. It's this evolution of change. And mm -hmm. as we navigate life, we're going to experience so many of the ups and downs. And with that comes all of those emotions, all of those experiences. And I think that sometimes we could tend to look at like grief as, you know, a loss of a loved one or a loss of something that we held so dearly, but yet how much value do we endear for ourselves? Um, mm -hmm. And that was something, you know, I think for, for me personally, as, especially as of last year, um, grief and loss hit me both double whammy, uh, you know, kind of all feeling like my world was coming to um, crashing down more or less. And so in that mm -hmm. was like me just standing there collecting the pieces of what once was and allowing yourself that space to feel it instead mm -hmm. of just numbing out or plowing through, because that's what, mm -hmm. you know, as, as high achievers, we do that as well. But giving ourselves the um, permission to accept this, this is happening. This is what it is. What do we yeah. do with ourselves today? And right. I think that it's so important to really feel, feel what you're going through. It doesn't discount or um, degrade kind of your own sense of self and uh, what others may or may not think of you. But it, it's, it's a human emotion and it's a human experience that we have to gift ourselves that permission to explore and heal 
And as we do, we start to unfold and transform into this new version of this becoming. And we're not the same person we once were. And we don't expect to go back there. But we have to address what it is, what it looks like, and what it feels like for this new version of who we're becoming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that also that recognition that there's not, we don't have to carry shame about who we were. Sometimes it can be so easy to be like, oh, that version of me, you know, like I don't, I don't like it. I don't want to go back there. Um, I, I feel ashamed about how I showed up when I was that version of myself around the people I, you know, showed up to. And just recognizing that having the compassion towards ourselves that we are, like you said, evolving, we are ever changing. And being able to look at our past self with the compassion and with the kindness that they weren't who we are today and who we are today is not going to be who we are in the future. So it's, it's like loving ourselves throughout it all, which I know is more complex than just saying that, but, um, but I think it's, it is important for us to all hear, like we don't actually have to look at that past version ourself with disdain either. And um, you know, there's times when I know like the family, the home videos, things, right. I'll hear myself or I'll, I'll observe like how I was interacting and I'll cringe. And then I'm like, you know what, let me just hold love for that version of myself. Like she was doing the best she could with what she knew at that time. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that you, you've given yourself that permission and, and kind of going back and looking at your former version. And that's kind of where you get to see like, ooh, that's what I loved about me. Ooh, yeah, I did that. Ooh, that's something I want to take with me or this is the thing that I need to let go of. And so we really get to see ourselves through the lens of, like you said, compassion and compassion brings empathy and empathy creates this deep connection rooted in ourselves. So when we begin this healing process, we can look out through this new lens and actually see and feel what others are going through. And I think that that's a big piece that's kind of missing in this, especially in this online virtual space is like, we really don't have that emotional connection because what, you know, what I say is like, we can never compare our insides to others outsides. So what yeah. we're feeling is the lens of how we're receiving other people's lives. And if we're feeling discontentment and discouragement, there can be that disdain that can be, um, a part of resentment, even for your own life or jealousy or bitterness, right? So we have to be mindful of the space and mind space that we're in as well, that mindfulness, um, because it'll protect us from going down paths that we don't want to, to go, which could, you know, detour or um, veer us off the path of what we're actually called to, to do in our lives, like our purpose. Um, and so that's kind of, you know, I, I can definitely relate to that as well, because I've been there. I've been the dark, cloudy, gray lens looking out at, you know, rosy colored lives that I would see yeah. behind my, you know, sadness and my tears and say, oh, I wish I could, you know, and so we can go down those paths or we can look at it as like, I see that woman man, that's incredible what she's doing. She's whether it's the truth or not, it's the perception yeah. and the reality of what is, is projected on social media. 
But we have to look at it and say, wow, maybe they are sharing it because they're so proud of where they've come from or celebrating their successes mm -hmm. or rooting for that individual because that individual now, if we're looking through their, their life, through our lens, it gives us that hope and encouragement. It shows us what is possible. And it's, we're all on this healing journey, but healing sometimes could feel a little bit like, Ooh, that's uh, very personal. Good. You know, good for you. Mm -hmm. kind of. But it's mm -hmm. not, it's a collective process. Healing mm -hmm. is, you know, it starts with one and then it ignites for somebody else. And the same thing goes as this ripple effect for anything we do in life. So I, I, yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear your perspective on that as well. Um, as far as tell me my perspective on just, just, you know, how we can perceive that lens, how we can protect it. But as we're going through this healing, mm. like how we see other people and how we view them. Yeah. In our own, in our own mess, if you want to say. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of times where, you know, I'll be feeling like super low vibe, um, energy and I'll, and I'll remind myself that, Corrine, you're not the only one feeling this way, that you have a lot of days where you're just doing the best you can and you're getting up and you're putting one foot in front of the other. And at some point in the day, maybe it feels lighter, maybe it feels easier. And I, I often go back to that place where I remind myself, like, I'm not the only one because it can be so natural for me to think, oh, I'm the only one, especially if I don't hear or see about another person's struggle. Mm -hmm. And I often reveal my struggle or the struggles that like me and my kids, my husband go through, because I think it's so important for us to see, oh, that's what's going on beyond the highlight reel, beyond the smiles. Like, one moment we could be smiling for a photo, but like there could have been a lot of chaos and a lot of arguing and fighting going on like before or after that photo. And if we do not shed light on that, I think it's just so easy to just assume it at the same time, it feels like bizarre to even assume that people don't have um, the same struggles that we do. But I go back to that often, just like, Hey, Kareen, you're not, you're not the only one. And it's actually a comforting thing for me um, to remind myself of that and to remember that this is this is actually like a part of living. This is a part of the human condition, you know? Um, the goal isn't to just always feel like super enthusiastic and joyful. Those are those are wonderful things to feel. But normalizing the fact that, yeah, like we feel depressed, we feel anxious, we feel the grief and the sadness. And that's also a part of living. And I mean, yes, I used to feel those a lot more than the enthusiasm and the joy. So I'm, I'm glad, I'm grateful that throughout the years, throughout doing the inner work, that I do live in a place that is a lot lighter and is a lot happier to, you know, just to put like a, a label to it. I feel a lot happier than I used to, but, um, but that doesn't remove all the other heavy emotions that I still like come in contact with on the everyday and just keeping I think like when you mentioned like how we look at other people do we celebrate other people I feel like that's so much of like the heart work and just becoming 
who we like becoming our authentic self, because I, I truly believe that the universe is like full of wonderful, beautiful people. I think that there are times when who we innately are is so unrecognized by the parental figures we grew up with. They like actually label us as something that we aren't. And they, you know, they tell the little boy who has strong opinions that, you know, he's stubborn or he's a troublemaker. Um, and, and then we become something that we actually authentically aren't. And so because I actually see the world through this lens of we are, we are good, we are beautiful. Um, it, it's, it's like a, a way of actually then, I guess the byproduct is that's what I'm projecting, right? So like, I'm trying to assume the best and that can be like, a, it, it's not always good to assume the best, but um, I guess if you're repeatedly, if someone's repeatedly doing something to you that you just need to actually realize they're not willing to change instead of assuming that there, there is something um, that they're willing to work on. So in that regard, no, but um, otherwise, I think it's just like uh, a lot of going back to our own heart and recognizing like there's a lot of underlying reasons if we are jealous and I'm not able to celebrate with other people. Like there could be even grief and heartache in us over why we wish that maybe we could be where they are, you know? And so I think looking within and doing some of that introspective, um, deeper work can help us to become more of our authentic self and then be the beautiful person that we are. Yeah. Oh, I, I feel that. I, I can feel everything that you're sharing and just even the relatability aspect of it. It's like, you know, here, here we are two women that are human beings. We're connecting on such a deeper level and we're sharing our, our life's experiences through the lens of our healing. Um, and so when we do that, we're able to now, you know, articulate what it is that we emotionally feel, but also giving that hope and light that there's something better beyond. And I think that that's uh, something to definitely keep in mind as, as we continue doing this work as well as like, we understand that what we're going through is just temporary. It's mm -hmm. seasonal. It's, it's going to pass, but sometimes those, you know, the breaths in between the passing go for days and miles and, you know, it could feel exhausting. Um, mm. and, and when we're mindful of that, it's just now slowing down. It's not about trying to push or drive, but it's about taking it one day at a time. And in that one day at a time allows for us to grieve and handle each daily capacity for what it is um, without trying to feel like we have to stretch beyond. So, the, you know, mm. for every for every one thing, there's the opposite of it. So it's like the seasons, right? The seasons we go through, there's in, especially like in business, there are seasons that where you got to drive fast and hard like that. We got to mm. get done. And then there's seasons for rest and recovery. And mm. it's, you know, allowing that time um, and flexibility. And I know that that's not always available in our schedules. And as much as we would like to say that we control our schedules, we really don't. 
Um, you know, cause life happens, things happen, kids happen, uh, mishaps happen, like anything can happen. Mm -hmm. So we need to allow that, I guess, time, time for ourselves and however that looks like in our busy schedules, whether it's carving out time in the morning, carving out time in the evening, but just kind of sit in that stillness. And not have the pressure of like, okay, this is part of my morning routine or my nighttime routine and I have to do this, that, and the other thing. Mm -hmm. It's no, this is something separate. This is the gift that you're carving out and saying, let's just be. And what does yeah. that look like? Does it yeah. just mean curled up on the couch with a cup of coffee, just kind of staring mindlessly at the wall until your, you know, your thoughts just dissipate over time? Or is it the time for you to invest in, you know, a therapist to kind of work through some of those deeper issues or maybe it's mm -hmm. time to have a connection call with your bestie who really knows you and can see see you mm -hmm. from that different perspective and of course these are just you know examples but it's something of the the self-exploration where we know what we need but sometimes we don't allow ourselves the permission to act on it um and so that can help us to kind of close some of that mind chatter, um, which is going to kind of keep that wound uh, open, if that makes sense, and mm -hmm. allowing us to heal that in its in its own time. And when we do, you know, like to your point where we have, you know, depths of despair, but we have the highs of, of joy and happiness mm -hmm. and for us to really experience both at its greatest peaks. Mm -hmm. um, we have to fully be present and, you know, experience that to its most, um, yeah. you know, just like, yeah, anything that's deep, dark and depressing. It's like, people are like, get me out of this as quickly as possible. And then when things are at its peak and it's joyous and loving and happy, and we're like, I want to stay here as long as possible, but that's not the reality because with every peak mm -hmm. of the valley and everything in between is what we call this journey of life. And that's mm -hmm. the, that's the healing. That's the lessons. Those are the, the blessings that we we look back and say wow this wasn't happening to me this was actually happening for me and mm -hmm. in that discovery of finding the silver lining we get to gift that back to others through our work so whether it's through you know conversations like this or through our writing through these services through the you know us doing our own inner work and others get to benefit from our experiences that we get to heal and move forward on mm -hmm. yeah definitely and i'm reminded like something you were saying earlier take each day like just take take today for what it is because as you were saying like just sitting and just like letting the thoughts dissipate and looking you know blankly at the wall with your cup of coffee but but really sometimes just taking it back to like we're here and today and the only thing we have to focus on is today because it can be overwhelming to look beyond today. And in the, in the truth of it is like, all we have to focus on is today. That doesn't mean like the plans don't need to be made and all of those other small details, but we don't have everything we need for the next six weeks. Like right now, we just have to look at what do I need for this afternoon? And then when this afternoon's pass, what do I need for this evening? You know, like last week I got to about like, I don't know, three in the afternoon. And um, so my one-year-old's at home with me throughout the day. And then my other three kids are in school. 
So a lot of times I'll pick them up, but my husband was going to pick them up that day. And um, he came and picked up the baby. And so I had like close to an hour before they were going to get back. And I was like, what? I need to lay down because I, I was able to get through till three o'clock. And I knew I do not have enough energy, physical stamina to get through the rest of this day with all the kids coming home and dinner and whatever else is going to happen. And so I think I laid down and closed my eyes for like 25 minutes, but it made the difference. And, and really like that reminds me of like, that's, that's how it is sometimes like, okay, what do I need to be able to do this second half of the day? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like carving out that time, check in with yourself. How, how are you doing? You know, like it's not about checking the list and you know from the outside looking in where people say oh my gosh she's handling it so well she how does she do this we don't we're barely hanging mm -hmm. on yeah and and we have to look at it from you know when we when we can truly see ourselves for who who we are it it basically the way i see it is like it, it removes the the veil or the curtain between you and the next person because you could see that they're just a human struggling they have insecurity. Yeah. They have yeah. fear, they have worry, they have doubt, they have everything that you're battling yeah. internally, they are too. They're just, mm -hmm. they're just wearing it differently. Right. Yeah. It's colored differently, but yet the human experience is all the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, that's something I'm, I'm finding myself in the season. And it's like, I don't know if this is just kind of a little <laughs> on the personal side. It's like, you know, what, what I, I think because I spend so much time with myself as, as many of us do, um, we live in our head. We, we know our ins and outs, or at least we should, because that's kind of the journey of, of um, self-exploration and discovery. But the more I'm in tune with all those deep, dark pieces of me that sometimes become the manifestation of, of what we want to achieve and desire in, in this world, Mm -hmm. where are they deeply rooted are they deeply rooted from those insecurities those fears and mm -hmm. and doubt and is that what we're actually trying to chase to to outrun or to fill those voids you know so uh, I question those things there's a lot of the stuff that I do in the personal side but when I'm in that space I realize now when I kind of look look at my neighbor's paper if you per se um and I'm like wow they are too Wow. Mm -hmm. And that next person is too. All mm -hmm. of a sudden now it's like we we can now connect from that place where we're all experiencing the same thing, but getting true and honest and kind of cutting through the BS of yeah. what we want people to think or how we want people to see us and just meeting them again where they're at. We're like, hey, you know what? I see you. I, I see what you're doing. I see all the efforts that you're doing and I get it, but I also hear you and I could feel that kind of like what you had said, you felt that sigh. Mm -hmm. But if we were already caught up in our own stuff, would we be present to feel that sigh, to hear mm -hmm. it? Right? No, because mm -hmm. we're just busy going through our everyday lives. And that's right. why it's so important to protect our, the one biggest asset that we have of all things is our time. Are we slowing yeah. down to nurture it? Are we, you know, cherishing yeah. and preserving that? Are we dedicating that time to what truly matters the most? Yes, business is important. Yes, uh, you know, all these goals and achievements are important. But mm -hmm. what good is that 
at the cost of your own mental, emotional, and physical and spiritual health and well-being. So right. where are our priorities? And that's the, I think, the important message that um, I kind of wanted to share, you know, on today, you know, sharing that. But in the work that I do, it's like, let's not forget about we're, we're people, we're humans, we're not machines, yeah. and we're not just our businesses. Right, right, right. And that in and of itself is kind of a redefining because, again, there's a lot of stigmas. There's There's a lot of labels that are easily attached. If you are a business owner, this me that means X, Y, and Z. Well, does mm -hmm. it really for me? I get to choose that. But without that mindful piece, it, it's it's easy to just fall into this is this is the expectation. And so yeah, what what you're saying is so important for us to sit with and consider and take take some action on. Um because we're only responsible for, for us. Like we have this one body, this one life, right? And like you said, if we don't take care of it, I mean, I, I know, I know it, it breaks down. Like I, I had to come to a breaking point <laughs> before I kind of realized how important that 25 minute nap in the middle of the day might be for me sometimes. And thankfully the body responds to the care we give it. So instead of, you know, being continually depleted, it's able to replenish through that short nap. But it wasn't always the case. Like I can remember when that wouldn't have done it because my body was so, so depleted. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's, our body deserves our care. Yeah, for sure. Because, and especially our mind too, because that's, that's the thing that's nonstop going and it's like, you know, we're, we're consumers of this world, you know, from everything that we see to hear, to touch, taste, feel, all those things come in through us. And if we're, um, you know, the sensory kind of overload at that point, because if we're not mindful mm -hmm. to check that, then that essentially can wear us down. Because like I said, we go on to, um, you know, for example, just use social media, because I think we can all relate to that is, is again, we're seeing, we're seeing other people's lives um, shared through the lens of, you know, however, as an artist and creator of your own um, uh, pages, you put out the content of what you want to exhibit and what you want people to experience and you, what you want them to feel is who and what you are as the brand or your business behind it, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think, I think this is just for me as a, a business side thinking is that from personal branding, I think it's important to share all facets of, of who you are. Um, because when you kind of put yourself out there, everything's all perfect and everything's all, you know, all good, right? That does that is more of a disadvantage from a business perspective because you're not really creating the emotional and the relatable connection to your um, audience or clients or community, whoever your your target is. And I think that it is important to show that, um, you know, there's breaking points, there's, there's, mm -hmm. there's highs and lows. And so let's, let's talk about all the things and not always just one, because yeah, you might have like, you know, a, a joy business, right. But let's talk about some of the pains that led to the joy. I think that, that's yes. yeah, there's, these are, these are conversations that I think that we can, you know, veer off into so many different tangents and explore. But I think, you know, for, for the time uh, that we have, um, I think it's just important again, to kind of give give permission to oneself to really take time to reflect. And, you know, I, again, kind of like when we look at it from adding these tasks onto our to-do list, 
we're not looking at as like carve out weeks at a time or days at a time. It could be as simple as what you had said, 25 minutes, you needed that nap. And that was mm -hmm. the whole game changer in your 24 hours of a day, right? 25 mm -hmm. minutes. That's yeah. so small in the, the, you know, in the amount of time, let's look at what we can do in these 25 minutes to an 60 minutes or a 45 mm -hmm. minutes, something that we're protecting of ourselves. Um, mindfulness goes a long way. Yes. I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, and, and the thing is, is like, even though you're feeling all, all this like heaviness, there's still those moments of joy and laughter and, and, you know, goodness to really mm -hmm. celebrate, um, mm -hmm. you know, when like my husband would come in and say something funny and it's like, <laughs> instantly it takes you out of that. Ooh, yeah, I'm stewing and healing it on my own stuff, but you know what? That was hilarious <laughs> and appreciate yeah. the moments of joy and laughter. You're like, wow, I really needed that. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I'm trying to get back to. That's myself. Right. And yeah. so that's the journey back to you. Right. Discovering who we are. Cause I know I didn't even know who I was, you know, but that's what, that's what living focused on everyone else will do for us. Exactly. And that's, <laughs> and you so know, it's been fun discoveries. Exactly. And sometimes those people pleasers will come back up and, you know, maybe not at the most opportune time, but um, I think, I think there's a time and a place and, and uh, you know, again, we're just kind of sharing all this stuff as just means to be open, transparent, vulnerable, but also uh, hopefully that we help one, somebody feel less alone in their own struggles yes. own journey. For um, sure. Yeah. So we, we feel it. We feel all those things and it's not, uh, there's nothing wrong. It's not like you're broken. You right. don't need anything. Sometimes you just need to be simply be. Yeah. Thanks for leveling the playing field with me today. I think it's, it's so healthy to do that. So it's been good. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. I agree. If you're interested to listen to the previous episode that Rachel and I recorded together, you can go to season six, episode 12, and check out Overcoming Perfectionism and Embracing Self-Compassion. Also, that episode is linked for you in the show notes. And so that you have something to look forward to next week, we're going to be talking a little bit about my journey around healing from religious trauma. And if we won't be going too in-depth, if you've been listening for a while, you know that I've touched on elements of my healing journey within the walls of the church building and coming out of evangelical Christianity and understanding what is this for me? How can I personally hold on to the things that are values of mine that are important to me? and let go of what isn't, of what I've identified with because of my parental figures and their beliefs, or because of what I've identified with due to the people that I was friends with growing up and the individuals I respected. And so I'm going to delve into that next week, and then we'll come right out of that and continue on with other topics but I hope that you'll join me and that you'll hear me out with an open mind. Here we are. We've come to the end of another episode. 
sit back and reflect on what you heard. What's the one thing that resonates with you that you can take away and do something with? Let's not just listen. Let's listen and take action. Now, action may look very different for us, but it's doing something with what we hear. I hope that you'll share today's episode with a friend that you think would also enjoy it. And please come back next week. I hope that you have a fabulous week and that you remember when you pillow your head at night, when you're going through your days, that who you are is good. And I'm glad that you're alive.